Hello, everyone, and welcome to an all-new Deep Cuts Live. I'm your host, Antoine Reed. Uh, today, we have a very special interview. These are two women that I have followed for, a, I think, quite a while. Um, I'm looking forward to interviewing them. I've never interviewed them before. We've never really had a, a full conversation, uh, maybe just some Instagram um, conversations, but nothing full length like this. So I'm looking very forward to uh, to speaking to Yvonne and Yvette Rodriguez. They are the founders of Tres Lindas Cubanas Cigars. And so let's get on our guests. Hello. Hello. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to you. I don't have a drink. I just have water. Yeah, well, we got water on the side. <laughs> exactly. So thank you all for coming on. Like when I was putting together the the wish list of, of guests for uh, this month. I was like, I wonder now if it's time to to get on the Tres Lindas. <laughs> I said because I feel like I feel like I wanted things to be better. I didn't want us to do the Instagram live thing that I was doing early on. And uh, now that we are in this format, I was like, I think it's time. And I think I'm gonna shoot my shot and see if we can get them on. <laughs> <laughs> like Hamilton. I know. Let me tell you, I've been following you yeah. since Instagram. You've been doing like you've been doing such a beautiful project. You know, you are appreciated in the cigar community and in the industry. You know, your contributions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. And your and your, and your yeah and your interview style. It's you know you flow, you flow. Okay. And I'm, yeah, really. No, it's recognized. It's recognized. And congratulations to you. And thank you so much for having us on. We appreciate it. It's an honor. Yes. And secret, we have a crush on you. We've been checking you out. We've been checking you out. Everything about you, we love your style, your whole, you know. You're, I'm a, I collect vinyl records as well. And you know, I'm like, what do they have? Hold on. What? I love it. I love that Dolly Parton. The green and final beautiful. We've been stalking you. Been stalking. <laughs> I see. I see. Like when you when you uh, mentioned the Dolly Parton, I was like, obviously that that has to be. That's like you have to really follow me to know all that stuff. So I have a whole bunch of vinyls over here. So that's my whole vinyl collection. So uh, you know, thank you. Like I said, thank you again for coming on. It's uh, an honor to have you all on because when you look up women in the industry. I mean, you all come up, but I don't personally, I don't think you all get enough attention from the other media uh, in the industry. So hopefully this interview kind of sets things apart. Uh, and we have people tuning in. We have Lit Torch, who is always a big supporter and uh, shirtless Mike. Uh, says hello, Yvonne, because he's spoken to you before. So he says, I'm in for the I remember I was bitching him out. Yeah, it's funny because like we were a little bit late because we we're trying to fix this audio problem is a little bit crackly. I, I don't know if anybody who's watching, if you have or are having an issue um, hearing us, just please comment and we'll try to fix that. But we're going to go on with the interview, like I said, unless people say that they can't hear it. So just uh, message us or put a comment in and we'll see it and we'll try to fix that audio if there is a problem. But we're going to go on with the interview now. Um, what I like to do with deep cuts, obviously, is I like to start off with, 
speaking to uh, getting your story, like how did you get into the industry? And I know that this isn't just going to be about cigars because you all do so many other things. And we were talking before the show went live about all the different things that you all do. So you stay busy, obviously. Um, so just tell me each, can, if you all could just each introduce yourselves, what your interests are, and then we'll kind of kick off from there. Beautiful. I'm Yvonne, Yvette's assistant. She has me cleaning the warehouse floor, locking up the gate at night, making a drink. <laughs> no, I, I, I am Yvonne Abbey's co-owner of Tresleta's Cubana Cigars. I deal more with sales. I deal more with uh, media, although we both do a lot with media. Customer experience. Customer experience completely. I'm the one that's on the phone with any kind of smoker, whether they're buying or whatever it is. For, you know, they have to hang up on me. I'm on the phone. You know, I'm into it. I'm into it. So I'm a lot more the one that people get in contact with because the godmother, you know, you have nothing to do and you need a key to get into where she at. <laughs> I'm the shy twin. So I stayed behind. I'm a hype woman. I'm in the back like this. <laughs> um, but no, we need that. We can't be on the same page all the time. And then when she's like more laid back or whatever, I'm more like on it. But no, I do like everything else, basically, you know, licensing books, all the uh, boring stuff, you know. Um, we're both very organized, however, you know, this is a this is a small operation here. We want all the coins so that we try to keep it tight out here. But my name is Yvette Rodriguez. <laughs> co-owner of the Lemina Cubana Cigars. We're excited. We're here. Just, you know, we summary, you know, we like everything. We're smoking today our newest blend, Dulce. Yeah, she's a little bit shorter. Wow. With our coffee, our Caribbean Queen's uh, Espresso. Super excited about it. We're also sipping on a cocktail, Caribbean Queen's Espresso. Damn, twin! <laughs> so then, you know, the Lemina Cubana, you know, it's, it's expanding and it's, it's always been in its expansion mode. But super happy to be here, super blessed, and thank you. Well, thank you for that intro. So <laughs> I was reading your, your different stories that have been done on you all online um, from some of the Miami press especially, and I see that you all overall are, are big entrepreneurs. So you, you don't seem to be at all held back or worried about starting different businesses and like putting yourself out there where did you kind of learn about entrepreneurship from i don't know like honestly and then after speaking to our parents a little bit more because like they, they're super hush you know they don't like you know they don't speak about like their grandparents and all that but as far as entrepreneurship we both we're very we're cuban american so both our parents are cuban and in cuba it is you know, it's, you know, everybody thinks of, you know, fabulous cigars and rum and, you know, dancing and all that. But Cuba is, you know, a different kind of government. And you have to, what they call resolver, which means you have to kind of get it done by any means necessary. Yeah, resolve, resolve, resolve. So that my parents are very like, okay, the there's a, like for any little thing, they can fix it. My dad, <laughs> my dad, he was a former, um, he played soccer, professional soccer player in Cuba. He came over here, and then he is like a master carpenter. He's worked on boats um, here in Miami for years and years and years. They, we've grown up owning a boat, and he makes anything and everything, including this beautiful statue. 
say you're serial entrepreneurs because you you have a cigar business you have a coffee business don't you yes yes cuban coffee and cuban coffee. a pr consulting type business so that's yeah. that's a lot of businesses to i mean i struggle sometimes just to handle you know doing this and then writing and then managing a website and doing all that stuff all day so i know it takes a lot and especially when you're you're staying small it's just the two of you uh managing all that yeah no uh and of course uh hard work is but i would rather work for myself you know what i mean and i work so much more than working in you know in corporate america and stuff like that that i used to back in the day i work i'm constantly working <laughs> <laughs> i we like to work we like to work yeah i mean and it's for us you know and this is this is i mean it's a business but this is very much a passion this is very much a passion and again, what comes with it has been beautiful things, right. you know, and, and the amount of people, the different kind of, you know, situations that we've been in, good or bad, because you learn from it all, you know. Um, it's been uh, a beautiful ride. It's been, it's been a couple of years. We're going on like nine, I don't even know, we've lost count already, we're just going, you know, we're just going. So, no, it's time for us to sit and be like, damn, look, we did this, you know, but... We celebrate regularly on a, on a regular, you know, we are in constant celebration mode, yes. honoring us. <laughs> well, you all seem like very like happy and, and I don't want to say bubbly, but compared to some cigar people, they're very serious and, you know, and it's very like toned down and stuff. And you all don't seem concerned about, you know, being a little bit loud and celebrating. <laughs> We can't help it, and we we have to be us. We can, I, we cannot tone it down. The second that we tone it down, like that's our like you know that's our like gracia. That's like our charm. So then that's what opens doors for us always, always, always. And that you know, and besides that, may I? <laughs> may I like you know cigars? This as you know. We came into this business because it's something that we love to do. We were doing it. We were going to cigar shops. 
hanging out, lounging, etc. And, you know, like I said, that it was like another business idea. And, you know, very early on, this was a while back, and there wasn't very many people that looked like us or whatever. But we, you know, we try to keep the soul in cigars. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, yeah. Like, it's very, yeah. like, it's, it is technical. It is technical. It is. It's you a know, business. Yeah, yeah. But God, don't suck the soul out of it. Don't suck the soul out of it. Don't you know? That I, and I get it. You know, it's not like it's an easy ride. It's not an easy ride. But what is easy anyways? You know, uh, this is a business. You know, this is not a, uh, you know what you're getting into. If you, if you didn't notice, I mean, of course, there's surprises along the way. But this is a business, you know. So you're going to come across business situations and people and late and the what is it called? Export. Miami is another story. Miami is a beast. Well, I know about Miami. You know, I, I went to the I went to UM for an academic year, so I know a little bit a little bit about my <laughs> the whole Miami lifestyle. I'm still surprised by the by you know the situation down here, <laughs> business wise. It's like you know we love it. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, interesting. It's definitely an interesting place and i know that i was reading some article about you all today and mentioned coral gables and i was like oh i was like that takes me again took me back to that my first year in college of of spending uh, like an academic year in coral gables at um and just how different and i remember thinking as a southern person i was like you know what i was like i like the people who are from miami but the people who come here from like different states are just like strange it's like very weird and bizarre uh, situation, <laughs> but that crowd is supernatural. Everything about everything about this this Miami lifestyle is super supernatural. Like the blending of the different cultures also is supernatural. Um, you speak to you know to you know American person and they know what a cafecito is. They know la ventanita. They they like, they don't they may not speak the language, but they know that when they go to Publix or like a supermarket, it's Spanish. They, yeah, they're probably not gonna run into. They're probably gonna have to like you know. And they don't even get annoyed at this point. Like, this is what it is over here. No, Miami yeah. is uh, on its own. It's like an island closest to the United States. It's on its own. <laughs> but that's why I don't necessarily claim Florida. I claim Miami. <laughs> There's no, I don't fit in anywhere else. They don't understand me anywhere else. No. You know, they don't, they don't, it's, it's a different vibe, which is not, it's not a, a worse or a better vibe. It's just different completely, you know. This is an island. This is an island. It's not Florida. No, no, no. Well, you know what? But I agree because I feel like Miami is its own oasis. And I remember coming from North Carolina to Miami. It's like when you're on the highway, when you cross over a certain barrier, you feel yourself entering <laughs> into Miami. It's like the rest of Florida, and then you pass like a certain sign, and it's like, oh, like we're in Miami now. And it's like a complete, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling, but you just have to kind of do that ride to kind of like understand it, but it's definitely its own place. It's not. It has a different soul. It has a different soul. Definitely. The energy is different. Yes. Yes. The energy is different. The sun, the, the sky is a little bit bluer. The sunshine is a little bit brighter and the heat is, you know, it's all the melting of that. And you know, the car horns honking and the attitude, yeah, the attitude, the loud uh, and the, you know, loud music for no reason. That's clothing. <laughs> Yeah, the flip flops. Yes, you know it's natural for us. Yes. So now, at what point did you both decide to start the cigar company? Duke, can I speak? <laughs> Listen, 
This was back in easily 2013. You know, we, we, we claim that we launched in 2014, but obviously it was a lot beforehand. And um, again, I'm not going to go too deep on as far as spiritually, you know that we're Cuban, you know, and we deal with a lot of our ancestors and stuff like that. You know, we believe very much in them and that they are amongst us also, you know. That's why that we're a small group, but we're coming with the crew, you know. We're coming with not necessarily, you know, a spirit walking behind them. I'm not about like a ghost necessarily, <laughs> but like uh, uh, my, a mind frame, you know, uh, uh, learned, we've learned at the knee of the master. We have our grandparents' stories, our parents' stories. Again, that we are, and remember that we're black Cubans. That's not, that's not like, you're black. This is one thing. There are black Hispanics, you know what I mean? They're all over the Caribbean, but we don't get obviously as much attention or media attention or, you know, we're always, they always have us in the background. So then we come with a lot of that taught our history from very early on. And if you listen even to uh, Afro-Cuban music, that that's like basically world music. It's like they're telling stories of our background and our story, you know? So then for us, oh, what do I forgot what the question was? <laughs> Well, we're out of the business. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then, I mean, with all that said, you know, um, Eva would travel a lot to Costa Rica. She would travel a lot to Honduras. She would travel a lot to Nicaragua. And then she met a Cuban in Nicaragua, of course, you know, that he had, that he had a, a factory, you know. And, but the Cuban worked, he lived here in Miami. And then we connected, you know. Uh, of course, that was very, very early on. And since we worked with other factories, I'm not even going to tell you who because for what, you know, we can't hide behind them. We can't hide behind them, but we love them very much. And then we started, you know, as far as communicating, um, we do know how to roll cigars, but nothing compared, of course, you know what I mean? And that's a bigger volume. And I'm not, I'm not in any category, you know, I'm not a, as professional. I roll and whatever comes out, whatever comes out, you know, it's not as consistent, but that's when the process started, you know, and it was, I mean, it took a while. It took a very long while. We started, you know, a slow roll. And we like it low and slow. We like boutique. We like small batch. Uh, coming up with a business plan, a uh, non-traditional business plan. You know. The plan was do everything everybody's not doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it continues to be like that. Yeah. <laughs> But um, am I going in the right direction or what? Or what do you want more background or would you like? <laughs> no, I just want to know, like, what was the, you know, like, I think a lot of people come to the, this place where they say, I think I want to start my own cigar brand or start my own business. I like this product. I think I could do it better. I can start my own business. And then they get into the, the throes of the business part of it. And then they get kind of caught up and it's not as easy as it looks. So what was your experience of when you, started compared to like how hard it was, <laughs> how hard, how hard was it to start a brand? The idea was completely my sister's idea and she was coming out of corporate, you know, America, etc. You know, it was like, she had to get out of there quick. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want her and she didn't want them either. And then it was the bridge is burned. And then it's like, you know, you're open, you know, I was already doing PR and just helping other businesses 
that like basically grow, grow by getting them, you know, features in media, etc. I like I was killing it. I was killing it in that. So then we're going to cigar shops, chilling, hanging out, and then you just open. You just open. You know, she's open. We're both open. And like yeah. it sounds, yeah. Uh, Open, open to my natural lifestyle of what I'm doing right now, you know, uh, and looking within, you know, like what has my life been so far? And has been a cigar has always been in play in, in, in my life, you know. Uh, that again, that we claim, you know, Cuban kids are born with a cigar in their hand, they're like a domino, and like a cup of coffee or like a cup of rum or something. That is how we grew up, you know. So mm -hmm. it wasn't necessarily looking to discover something. I, and I meditate a lot also. So it's like looking within of what I know, you know, uh, fundamentally and, you know, something more uh, inherent to me, you know. And basically the way that she introduced it to me was like, if it just came so it was probably whispered in her ear, honestly. It was For real. Whispered in her ear. And she calls me one day and she's like, listen, I think that we should make a cigar brand and I think that we should have three different blends. And I think that one of the blends should be La Negrita, which is our Maduro, La Mulata, which is our Habano, and La Clarita, which is our Connecticut. And basically, the, the, La, La Negrita, Mulata, La Clarita, they are the different, and then the name should be Tres Lira Cubana Cigars. Yeah, that's so an old Cuban yeah, song. It's an old Cuban song that we loved. It's a very old Cuban song from my grandmother's time. We were force fed it as, you know, growing up. And she said, and basically, Terejina means like three pretty Cuban girls. So then we know that Cubans come in all different complexions, and every Cuban woman is gorgeous. They are. <laughs> she is? I am. Thank you. As far as every woman in the world is gorgeous. But you know, Cubans got a little bit of extra, extra, extra salt. Extra salt. <laughs> and and it, it was like we took that on as a celebration of every skin tone, of every skin tone, from the darker skin tone to the lighter skin tone. But every, each of the cigars is special in its own way. And one is not better than the other one. You can smoke one, two, three, back to back. You can, like, you know, that was the, the, the whole image as far as that. And I was like, in my head, I'm always thinking of, like, I work in, you know, PR, marketing, all that. I'm like, okay, how can I market this or whatever? Because in every business, you have to market it, you know? And this was, this was during social media. But it was like, you know, how, how, how? And I'm thinking of like how to pitch it to media, how to like, you know. Can I say something? No, quick? no. <laughs> I do write a press release. Like how to like get it on, you know? I think okay, I'm the most obscure, I've got the most obscure businesses, <laughs> press coverage. And I'm like, that is good. Okay, but listen, the reason why we took, you know, marketing is, you know, there's a lot of under the marketing umbrella. But we did not have marketing dollars, you know. Right. And we started on the low, low as far as budget, and we did not want investors because then that will, you know, that will just create another situation. And I'm not in the mood, you know. You know how that is. You have a lot of people stirring the pot, and that's too much. And we, as far as that's why that, that you were mentioning, as far as industry, uh, um, uh, but as far as uh, trade media, you know. That that costs a lot to get into these magazines, and to, you know it costs a lot. It's it's a huge investment. You have, that, you have to have an ad. In it. Yeah, you know you have to have an ad. Like most of the time, they didn't have like a lot of blogs or anything like that. Yeah, there weren't yeah. a lot of tons of bloggers or you know, um, you know, terrific, you know, independent journalists. 
Yes. However, and then it was like, no, we got to go through this route. I know that it works, and it's our route has always been instead of us presenting it to the like presenting to them, they we are you know sharing the story, sharing the story, and if they're interested in the story, they'll share the story also. Yes. So then we never we have not been in a trade magazine at all. Well, we have, but not more possibly a feature, not necessarily an ad. You know, not a paid uh, advertising. Right. Yeah. No, it costs money, and I mean. It's cool, but we didn't have, and we weren't risking it from the beginning. We know a lot of businesses, a business is a business, and the first year, first first year, first five years is very difficult, and a lot of businesses don't last, and I'm not going to go broke, you know, uh, doing it, you know. The, this was this was a side business to start. Like, yeah. It, this wasn't, this was like, oh, this will be like, and basically also that it's like, this was for us a project that we're doing anyways, we're going to cigar shops, we're building relationships. It's like, okay, let's create this business. And then at the end of the day, it's like, I asked my sister, like, not, not why cigars? And she's like, cause it's fucking cool. <laughs> it's it just, is, it's just, just, it is. It's just cool. Cigars are cool. I'll tell you this much. I'll tell you this much. I mean, you proved me wrong. A cigar smoker is well-rounded. We have, you know, interesting conversations, whatever the topic. We eat good, you know, not, I'm not saying expensive. We eat, you know, we are appreciators of life. We savor you know? moments. We, we savor, savor, exactly, exactly. Whether it's, you know, quietly. Look at a cigar smoker. Look at the day in the life of a cigar smoker. They are cool. You want to know more about them. You want to come to them, you know? They're usually in a better mood. They're fine. <laughs> if they're working, they're taking their break under the tree. They're, they have maybe their own chair that they bring out, and they're smoking, and then somebody walks by, and they're like, oh, then you're always going to get some kind of, oh, always, always, always. So then, you know, not even, it's not a superficial thing. It's the truth. Yeah. Cigars are cool. Why are we going to do something that we don't think is cool? It got to be cool and fun, period. And if we make money, great. And if we don't, we're doing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. It's, it's been good for us. But... We're just genuine. What do we like to do? Hey, have fun. Hey, chill. Drinks. Uh, eat yeah. good. I would have still been smoking whether I had a business or not, you know. And since we're always, you know, on, it was, and, and, and the things linked up, you know. With her blabbing a lot, she's all over, she, you know, she's always traveling, whatever it is. It connected, you know, and, and, and it was something very organic, you know. And even the, uh, the fact that we were working with, it was very organic. And it was more... It was very loving and it continues to be loving because I deal with it. Bottom line is love. You know, bottom line is positivity uh, and money will come. You know, uh, success will come. We are living in success, you know. If I focus so much on... Who said no? What? Oh, hell no. How did they look at us when we walked in? How, forget about it. That was, that's old news. Yeah, that's old news. You know, everybody, we've been in the business for a while. We've gone through all that. We've gone through, I mean, I'm not saying horrors, but <laughs> we still gone through, like, you know, we've been asked, I'm not going to blabbing. We've been asked, have they been, has it been hard? Have they been, like, respectful or whatever? Yes or no, but who cares? Keep it moving. Not who cares, but I will never go back there again. That's it. There's too many cigar shops out there, and there's too many smokers to concentrate on the one, you know, that said something. No. There's more, there's more beauty than ugly so far, thankfully. Yeah. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, 
because I was reading again about you all today and you mentioned that sometimes when you walk into a cigar store, you know, the, the, the male who speaks to you all thinks like, oh, what do they know about cigars? And that seems to be like a running theme for women in the cigar industry. Yet my experience has been that oftentimes women actually know a lot more about cigars than a lot of the males do. So like, what's that been like? Has that been your experience too? Like, because absolutely. I know yeah, absolutely. A friend of mine that we're friends now, you know, um, you know, in a cigar, you know, a, an employee, he told me in my face, no, you don't know shit about cigars. <laughs> so that's what we've dealt with. That's in my face. We're sitting here like that. I mean, anyway, you don't know shit about cigars. So like that, you know, what am I going to argue with the guy? I'm like, I do know about cigars, motherfucker. And then, <laughs> Well, I'm fine. super comfortable with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta get it right back to them. Right. Then, but then the proof is in the pudding. The, I'm not trying to. We're not trying to prove anything either. We're not trying to prove. We're not no. Convince. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I'm not trying to convince. Uh, uh, and I don't. And and the blends speak for themselves. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna sing and dance it uh, to you. And I'm not going to come up with tactics. Uh, to, to fool you into buying, you know? The majority of the time, they like it. And, and truthfully, you know it better than I do. A lot of people don't know about cigars. Like, as far yeah. as the heavy, you know, the only thing that I deal with, you know what I mean? So then, even if I go to a cigar shop, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing, I mean, I, I, on a regular, you know, my hands are in tobacco and in coffee all day, you know what I mean? That... I want another, I'm thinking of other things, you know, I'm thinking of other things. I'm not, uh, I'm not necessarily worrying about the guy that, or the man or woman, no discrimination when it comes to uh, comments, but for the most part, they've been all right. We just say, shut up and smoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now tell us a little bit about Caribbean Queens coffee, because I know that's another important thing that you all work on as well. Yes, can I speak to it or this is all you today? <laughs> Listen, Caribbean Queen's Coffee, and again, that we looked within because we were already brewing our own here, you know. You know, Cubans drink, Cuban style coffee is una colada. It's like a very small, uh, very dark roasted uh, 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 coffee. Uh, have you ever tried it you, when you were living in Coral Gables or when you were going to UM? Did you ever try I didn't it? Try it? I didn't try it in Coral Gables, but I've had it multiple times coming down to Miami area to visit different manufacturers that are there. So yes, I've yeah. had some. Well, my friends, um, and again, that that is something, again, when it comes to Cuban style coffee and coffee in general, like for Cubans, that is very important. Very important. That is water cooler, uh, 3 p.m., Somebody's walking around the office with a with a pouring uh, shots for everybody. That is very much a daily ritual for a lot of Hispanics. And, and I mean, at this point, everybody has adopted it because in Miami, that's how it is, you know. So it doesn't matter what your background is. Everybody has a Cuban that works at the in the on the floor, and they are, you know, that's the one person that knows how to make coffee. And he gives, and they or he or she gives it to everybody, you know. So for us again, and I love that person. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the person that everybody loves in the office. It's the jolt that you need. Yeah, yeah. But for us, that was something that we said it was coming. You know, that's why that a lot of things, not necessarily that we were looking for. What other business should we uh, create? 
cigars and coffee go together. Cigars and Cuban coffee go together, you know? And if I drink, if I smoke cigars and I drink Cuban coffee, you know, that it's like it, the answer was in front of me the whole time, you know? Um, and again, I mean, we just came from Honduras, dealing on coffee business. I'm not going to tell you nothing. That's it. That's all I'm going to tell you. But we did a slow uh, launch back last year during the whole quarantine during 2020. They haven't officially launched the coffee. Yeah, but yeah, the coffee has been, it, it's, not, it's not in stores, but a lot of cigar smokers buy from us, you know, because it's, it, go, it, comes, it goes hand in hand. And it's been beautiful. It's been a lot. Uh, I mean, I always expect the best. But it has really been a surprise. It really has, you know. Let's see. Let's see. So far, so good. You know, <laughs> sustainable everything. We're, 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 you know, we're very much as far as who we uh, buy from and where, where, you know, where the farming is and all that. That is very important to us, you know, environmentally, socially, economically, women, and we deal with a lot of women also. That's going good, Caribbean queen. I'm happy about it. So you were talking earlier about basically how you marketed your brands and your companies and that, you know, running an ad in a trade publication just wasn't in the cards and it was probably not a good use of your money at the time. Now, I know you all have embraced YouTube recently. So how has YouTube kind of helped? And I guess this in general, like the use of social media and video, how has all that kind of helped build up your different businesses? Well, it's been great because in, in general, like as far as marketing, you know, we always have to have some type of marketing, but social media is not everybody is on Instagram and on Facebook and on TikTok. Not everybody is. And a lot of our consumers are not. They're of, a, of, of an age. <laughs> a lot of them are of an age that they're not on it every day. They're not on it constantly. Whatever. They get on every once in a while. They barely check emails, honestly. They may be retired and they're done with all that, you know? But a lot of people are watching YouTube like crazy. I watch YouTube like crazy. And, you know, they want content and they're searching for content. And um, we've, we've, been, we've had like a, a, a few hundred videos on YouTube, which were like, you know, promos. And then recently we launched, you know, um, unfiltered, you know, double shot, you know, Caribbean, you know. Yeah, to speak more. Yeah, just yeah. as far as to delve in more into the whole brand in general, which is us, you know, and everything that we're doing. It's you know, you're, there's gonna be a lot more videos, travel, our family, just everything around it, including business. And um, we like that's just another thing. God forbid, Facebook is over. The Facebook is over. Instagram is also over. So then right. what? Uh, you know. So then what? You know, we have to be around. And also. Like as when we launched the business, there was a lot of a lot of a lot of um, inquiries as far as like reality, you know, reality shows. Oh my God, yeah. a lot of a lot a lot of that, a lot a lot of that. Everybody wants to you know sign their life away, yeah. you know. And then and we've gotten offers, a lot of offers, yeah, a lot yeah. of offers. No, we say no a lot. Yeah, we have to say no because anyways, it's like um we're not gonna send our lives away we're not gonna be these people that are just fighting you know on camera or whatever <laughs> right. we're gonna send your life away and then for who knows when it's gonna happen or not and then we always said no youtube will always be as long as you know it exists or whatever it is you know we have to we like to have control of the content that's being out there yeah. and being genuine because we have to be genuine i cannot be acting yeah. we're not actresses 
Yeah. And we're not into that. So that that's just another thing. That's just another thing. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. And yeah. And I speak to a lot of cigar smokers regularly, and they are always like, "So where you gonna be at? So where? So what are you smoking? So you know, a lot of text messages constantly, or like a lot of they just want to have conversations, or they want to talk about my grandmother. It's weird. It's not. It's not that it's weird, but we we hit like a the soul, you know. Uh-huh. That it is, of course. Uh, 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 our cigar business has been a platform. You know what I mean. But it's led to so many different things as far as human connection. Uh, it's been, you know, it, it really has been beautiful so far, so good. Thankfully, you know. I think that's smart because I know a lot of people seem to have doubled down on Instagram because they used to get a lot of traction from Instagram. And now as the algorithms have changed over the years that they've I've noticed a lot of companies and influencers are saying like they're not getting as many likes as they were or they're not getting as many followers as they used to get. And so it's like what's like you said, like what's going to happen when that platform all of a sudden is not cigar friendly or tobacco friendly. And, you know, and to me, YouTube is kind of the whole idea of video and audio is that's where everything is kind of going and whether you like it or not. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you all have to, like, I think you're all are smart to build your, your following or take your following. You know, you have an Instagram presence, you have a Facebook presence, but also to take that to the YouTube uh, platform, just because yeah. that's where, like you said, it might not even be where your audience is right now, but it's like where your audience of tomorrow could be because you talk about how you watch YouTube all the time. And I do the same thing. Like when now, whenever I need to learn something or or something that I'm like, how do I do this? You know, I used to Google it. And now the first thing I do is like, go go to YouTube. So I can like watch the search engine. And I'll tell you this much as far as social media in general, or we're talking about Facebook and stuff like that, that we, we, when we first launched, that was our marketing. So then back then, the brands and you know it also because i'm sure that you you yeah, you know you're a lot more uh you you notice things that um it wasn't as far as brands uh it, they did have uh social media posts and stuff like that but it it's it was a lot i don't know you know like it was a lot more i mean there's advantages to being small you know Right. So we did whatever we wanted. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't have to necessarily adhere to, hold on, of course, respectful, you know, but it's not like, hold on, how, uh, we have to get this green lit by 10 people. It, it's like, let's do a campaign. We're going to do this, this, and this, or no, or let's do this. You know, like it's a lot of brainstorming, a lot of fun also. So then for us, it wasn't even necessarily numbers. That it's always good, of course, for people to like you on, on, on social media, stuff like that. But the people that follow us, for the most part, truthfully, our uh, customers, you know, they have smoked. You know, they're not just watching to watch. They have smoked. They have gone to a cigar shop that we that we uh, uh, one of our retail partners. Um, they're more like family, you know. So then I don't need too many followers if they're not buying. I'm not here, you know. Uh, I'm here to tell you what we're doing, you know. Um, but I'm not gonna shove it down your throat either. But no, I think that YouTube is fun. It's, and it's more, uh, they want to hear more. They want more, just like podcasts also, that it's a little more, it's delving in a little more. And people want to know more where their money is going also and who it's going towards. Uh, 
or what business is behind it and what their thoughts are, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, that's, I mean, that's why I'm doing this because you can write a story, but now people don't want to read something that looks too, too long, you know, yeah. but they will listen to something that's an hour or so. And if they have the time, and so it's, it's just keeping up with the times and keeping up with, with consumer behaviors changing. So that's all part of PR and marketing. And I know you all know all about that. So like I said, I think you all are, are doing the, the right you have a good approach to everything. You think so? Thank you. I think so. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, working, I don't even know what's going on in the streets. I don't know any rumors. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I am in. So then now it's like, I'm out. It's like, what's going on this week? Oh, okay. But I'm going. And so is homegirl. <laughs> and you all also have an Afro-Latino professionals organization. What's that? That developed kind of the same way organically because, for instance, you know, that we're Cuban American, and I forgot what year it was that Fidel Castro passed away. And in Miami, you know, Miami is its own, you know, island, you know, it's Cuba Park 2, the second story of Havana, like second floor of Havana, basically. Honestly, it is. And um, uh, so Castro passed away, and, you know, we, uh, we are, you know, immigrants daughters of immigrants and um um that fled the country because you know the revolution and communist control and all that so then um when castro passed away that was big big news in miami and we're cuban american and we were approached by a media like cbs to speak on it and um you know where they're talking about it or whatever and then the reporters like how come we don't see the many very many you know uh, Afro-Cubans or whatever, and we're like, oh, I mean, we're, to me, we are all over the place. We are all over the place. <laughs> I, you know, we're all over the place. I don't know. We're just living and we're working and we're et cetera. You know, they're like, no, is it, it, like, he was like, is there like a big Afro-Cuban community in South Florida? I'm like, yeah. You know? <laughs> and then I'm like, we got to do something because it's like, we don't, the, rep the, the highest representation we have she has passed away, Senga Cruz, which is like my auntie, really, you know? But it's like, so that's it. That was it. You know, we can't, we have to like, like create something, create something. There's a lot of professionals and, you know, Afro-Latinos Afro in general, you know, there's a lot of Black Latinos that are professionals that are doing major things. And the thing is also that we speak English. So then once, like, if we walk in a door, they don't think, oh, that's a Hispanic, that's a Latina woman. They're usually just like, no, that's a black woman, period. They're not thinking of the rest of it. And um, we don't want that to be, that is part of our identity, you know? And we have to create something. We have to create some kind of group. Some kind of group is very casual, like a networking group, a yeah. directory, a directory so we can refer each other. They would have um, Afro-Latino um, panels, speaking of Afro-Cuban, uh, whatever it is, and everybody will be white on the panel. <laughs> and then it was like, I think somebody questioned that. And they're like, no, we can't find it anymore. We can't find it anymore. No, a black, you know. Yeah, how could you not? You weren't looking, maybe, but we're here. We're not looking. But so that, we're like, yeah. we gotta build something. We gotta create something. Yeah. Because they can't use that excuse anymore. Yeah. 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 So that was, that's why that was created. And, you know, it's just a networking group, professional, we refer, you know, business back to each other and supportive. And if there's, uh, of, of somebody's casting someone that they need of, you know, a certain, you know, uh, 
Latino, Black Latino. We were, we shared information, um, everything about it, everything about it. Since then, we've been featured in um, independent films. We were featured in Hulu for uh, Padma Lashmi's Taste the Nation. So then we got the call directly from the producer. It wasn't like she called somebody asking, do you know any Black Hispanic? No, she called us directly. They were doing a story on um, Cuban Noche Buena, like Cuban Christmas Eve. And we're already out there. We've gotten, you know, again, we 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 always invite the media. We're media darlings. We love it. We love the media always, you know. And we like to control the narrative. So then we give our perspective, and then they know how to find us. And that's it. That's why we were created. And it's been working. Like, yeah, to yeah. Our, how we want it to work, it's always in growth, but it is. that's what it is. Yeah, they don't have an excuse of why, you know, uh, we are here. And again, that we're in, we're more on the entrepreneurial side, but there's professors, there's lawyers, there's yeah. doc, you know, it's a, it's a whole uh, group of us. Not and just entertainment, not yeah. just entertainment <laughs> or music or dancing. It's everything, everything, yeah. everything, everything. Yeah. yeah. So that's why. One thing it taps into the whole thing that we talk about often on Deep Cuts, which is the fact that representation matters. And yeah. so, you know, to the person who came to you all saying that, you know, where are the Afro-Cubans at? Like, and like you said, to you, like, they're everywhere because, I mean, you're right there in the thick of it all. But to them, they probably had to do a little bit more work to, to find them because that just wasn't their community and they weren't looking yeah. for them. But they're like, oh, they exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I don't, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't anger me or anything. But so then they know, you know, we are here. We're, you easy, you can easily find us. You can easily find us. Or we will refer one to another, you yeah. know. Um but no, so far so good. And again, God forgive me. That I mean, if we're talking about Cubans in general, the white Cubans, I mean, we're all amongst, but white Cubans won't necessarily, in my experience, uh, pump up the black Cuban, you know? So then I can't rely, you know, and again, if we're going back to when we first started, back in 2013, that I didn't ask for any handouts. You know, a lot of us, our offices are pretty close to each other, you know, mm -hmm. as far as the other brands, you know, um, here in Miami. Uh, administrative offices, um, and no, we can't ask for favors. I mean, I would never even dare ask for a favor. You know, that's not a. Uh, but I, I never wanted that either because we wanted to stand on our own, anyways. You know, and I didn't want necessarily to owe anybody any favors, or you know, we wanted to do it on our own. We wanted, we, you know, even with cigar shops, no hookups, because I'll buy from you once, but I'm not. Look, I'm looking for refills. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not looking for my friend owns and then my friend and my friend that that doesn't lead to longevity. And I think that that's been very important for us also, you know, that the cigars have to speak for themselves. Yeah. And I think a lot, I think that's a good, you know, that's another side of entrepreneurship because whenever you read like one of these entrepreneurship or business books, they always say like, you need a team, you need to like, you know, network so that you can use your network to grow and stuff. But I always felt personally that there's something like you said to doing it on your own so that you can claim you know the success yeah no yeah. you bring leverage you know right. you come you're not you're not you're not begging because then they'll, they'll charge you more they'll take longer they'll you know uh, they won't take you as seriously you know they'll they'll look at you in other eyes you know so then it's not even uh trying to prove it is we came, you know, with our own package 
and we said, this is what it is, you know? Of course, we took a lot of great advice, and we had beautiful people, and as far as, you know, like, the, the people that we work with, uh, our, like, the different branches, the cigar box guy, the, you know, like, they've been beautiful people that we have long-term relationships, you know, with our faculty also, long-term relationships, because we like to keep it clean, organic, you know? If something can be, talk to me straight, just like I'm gonna speak to you straight, just like, but uh, I expect nothing less, I expect, because I will do the same for them also, even with the consumers. Nothing less than a 100% you're gonna get from me, you know? And you're not talking to a rep, you're talking to me. You're talking to me, you know? I don't like to have middlemen when it comes to the consumers. I don't like to have middlemen. Of course, I mean, I mean the business is completely different as far as uh, size from start till now, but, you want to talk to me, you're going to talk to me. Whatever time you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> that makes a difference. That makes a difference. And I like it. I don't have an issue with it. Yeah. Tell us about the latest cigar that you created for Translindus. Well, that was when we launched back in the day, you know, years ago. It was always like a question, like even after like year one or year two, not even year, but like when you come up, when are you gonna come up with a new blend? And it's like we have three blends. <laughs> like that wasn't easy already to begin with. It was, you know, and it's like it was like yeah, yeah, we gotta create a new blend. Oh my god, we gotta create a new blend. And it was like, what are we like? What you know what I'm saying? Because you know, we like what we like. We smoke. We created what we like, basically. You know, and what you know, we got good feedback from, and etc. And it was like, we're not going to rush things. We are not going to rush things. I mean, it's been over nine years, and we, that was when we created a new blend that we launched it. And, you know, it's shorter, dulce. And this came when this was back and forth. As simple <laughs> as it seems, as simple as it seems. But we wanted also, that came, like, with the whole coffee thing also. That it was like, okay, so let's create something. You know, just like to, we know that pairing is very important. It's very important to to me, to cigar smokers. And me, honestly, me personally, I like to have a cafe con leche with my cigar. I enjoy it. It like brings out, it's just like delicious, honestly. It's very delicious. La Clarita, all of them go great with like, uh, you know, uh, coffee. But we wanted something to, to pair with our coffee brand. Signature. Yeah. yeah, a signature blend to go with our coffee brand. And we were like, okay, some kind of like something, obviously with our coffee, Cuban espresso, um, and rum, basically. Yeah. With a little bit of hint, like it's just, it, and it's not infused. Yeah. It is like the essence of. Yeah. It is the essence <laughs> of. So Cuban style, old school, you know. Let it. Right. Right. Marinate. Let, let it marinate. Yeah. Let, let it bubble on its own. Yeah. It's yeah. not an infused cigar. You're not gonna get a bunch of like flavor. It is, you, you are going to get flavor throughout the whole cigar. It's a little bit shorter. It's about four and a half. Um, and it is just to complement the coffee and then just to complement you know, like your ambiance. Yeah. So that it's great that, you know, that women, uh, a lot of, you know, they don't ask this question anymore, but like, they're like, but do women smoke the same? You know, like, what do women like to smoke? We're like, they smoke the same. <laughs> they smoke the same as men. You know, everybody has their preferences. The, the biggest guy will smoke like, you know, Okay, you know, and everybody, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, and we are not discriminatory with 
when you smoke or what time you smoke or how how full body or nothing like that. Oh, yeah, we're not snobs or what you light it with. I mean, when you're in these factories, again, there's not there's not a torch in sight. You know, we're not. Yeah, it's not like uh, they have wood. You know. Uh, they don't have steering chips. They, they don't, don't have, have steering chips. They don't have to light it with the steering Yeah, they light it with whatever is around. Bike. They cut it with whatever is around. I bike my, you know, I don't necessarily use a cutter <laughs> for myself, but I, you know, old school. Keep it, oh, let's keep it how it was. Keep us all there. That's personality also. You well, know, I just poked a hole with my hair pick. <laughs> <laughs> because I like a very small hole, you know? Yeah. With a poker. With, with a poker. poker. Like, uh, what's the poker's now? The, 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 Number, you know, like a little point, sharp little yeah. something. But I like it. I don't want it to be too open. It's we suggest, you know, that you know nothing too open. Don't cut it like that. But that's up to you know your preference. But you know, we suggest that you poke a hole in. But it was like something like so that it was like, then yeah, we got it. That's the other blend. That's the other blend. Yeah. yeah. So then um, we've had different variations of it. It's been. It, that's another thing that we haven't like launched it hardcore yet. We put it online. We, a few shops are carrying them already. Yeah. Um, but we wanted it to be you no know, soft. See what happens. It, it pairs with the coffee, and you know that's the whole like you know the, the brand around that. The whole pitch was the dulce with the Caribbean Queen's coffee because it is you know essence of the espresso and rum and a little bit of caramel and just deliciousness. But it was something that also just came organically, okay, organically, organically. And we're having a lot of fun with it. People are loving it. Yeah. From the most seasoned cigar smoker, like the full body Maduro that they don't like infused, they're enjoying it. And uh, people that manage cigar shops love it. Those are our best friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then that's just another thing. And then also we, when we first started out, that we, you know, we've um, been coined or like been tokened as the first ladies of that. You know the first, the first, the first women um, to launch a cigar brand in the United States, which is, I claim it, I claim it. But technically, we're not the first ladies of cigars in the United States. No, we know that from launch, we knew this already. We yeah. knew this already that there was a woman, a Cuban woman, that lived in like she left Cuba. I'm talking about 18, you know, from back in the day and day to day. She left Cuba. She moved to Tampa and like famous Gibor City, and she was, her and her husband owned a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Boarding home. A boarding house for cigar factory workers yeah. in that in the area. And she was also an ad, uh, an activist for equal rights, for um, black race, you know, all that. And she was like very doing her thing. And then even in the United States and also in Cuba. And, you know, like politically she was like, you know, it's a long story, but for, for us Cubans, we know the story of like Cubans that came from Cuba and then trying to do their thing over here and, you know, the 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 fights, the, the, you know, upheaval and et cetera. Race has always been an issue in every country. And it was also an issue here and in Cuba also. And she would walk hand in hand with this white man that like, he's a philosopher and he's like a big, you know, big in Cuba. And she was like, just big deal. You know, just a woman who was like, just doing what she felt was right and all that. So then this was also, we wanted to make, we, we are always, you know, surrounded by our ancestors. We are, we are. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. And hard work and God and everybody else. Everybody's here. <laughs> the crew, the crew, the crew is here. <laughs> but it was like, we like to dedicate things to people that, people and 
communities that have helped us. And how are we not going to dedicate this cigar doomsday to Paulina Pedroso, which is that this woman I'm speaking of, that she, her and her husband, own the, uh, the, the, the boarding house, the boarding house <laughs> in Newport City. So this is her dedication to her, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? She wasn't possibly not rolling cigars. She didn't have a cigar brand or nothing like that. But she did work in the industry. She helped, you know, several men, several men in the industry. So, and then also that's why it's like, Women have always been involved, always yeah. been involved. You go to Cuba and so you are anywhere. anywhere around when you go to Philly. The yeah. people that, you know, it is the women. It yeah. is, you know, rolling, you know, women have always had a huge part of the industry. The sweat, the sweat that you, that I was told, and you can see it. Like in Cuba, they're deveining the cigars and they're putting it right on their laps, right? Maybe with, you know, uh, an apron on their lap or not. And then like every cigar has like the sweat of a Cuban woman in it, you know? And it's like, man, for real, for real. Like women have always been involved. It's just, has never been, has never, ever, ever, it's never been showcased. Yeah, it's never it's been, been showcased. showcased. So then it's like, no, we're dedicating this to her yeah. and then to all the other women that have helped us with us knowing or not knowing. And yeah, you know, that's the way that we roll. That's the way that we're going. We yeah. recognize, we yeah. recognize always. Yeah. No, and it's been selling fabulously. That's why it's like, okay, you know, it hasn't been this huge launch or anything like that. It's been selling consistently. Yeah. And where it's been carried in a few of our retailers, uh, retail partners. And that's like amazing for us. That is very big deal for us. Yes. So that we're very, you know, excited about it. I love her. Mm. <laughs> Twins does not stop. You see how she is? <laughs> it is talking, 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 talking. I can't even get a word in. Towards this part of the show, we'd like to have like two kind of, uh, I would say like advice questions for you you all to answer for uh, the people watching and listening to this interview. So the first of those questions is, what is your why? As in, what motivates you to do what you do? And I guess each of you could obviously answer that question. Look how I gotta stop her. I have to stop her. <laughs> What's the question? What do you see? Go ahead and answer. Well, the why, and that we have a, a series going on in YouTube right now. It's a few parts. I hope people are patient because the four, it's four parts. We just released the third. I had to give people a little bit of a break because I'm like, we're bombarding them. We talk a lot. But we're just telling our journey because people never really speak about the journey. People never really speak about, and we're not talking about hard times. We're talking about you know how it developed or whatever, very organically, everything. But we started off in barbecues, people's backyards and barbecues selling. This was gonna be, you know, we have our brand and we go to parties or whatever, we hang out, we were playing dominoes, we're selling, hey, what's up, like that, you know? And um, we got a lot of great feedback from, like as far as, like interest, like, oh wow, you know, oh wow, whatever, and uh, you know, very interesting and we're down to earth. And the cigars are great, and etc. So then, it was almost like we got to take this to the next level because we didn't have, we didn't launch with cigar boxes or anything like that. We were not in any retailer at all. We, we, I don't even know if we had a website. I don't even no, know. No, no, we were selling to smokers. Right. And again, that Miami is a beautiful city for that because not that everybody smokes, but a lot of people smoke. And it is not like, oh my God, you know, it's not. Uh, it is part of a, a natural uh, pairing, a gathering, you know. Uh, you walk in the Publix, 
you know, grocery store and a guy smoking a cigar before he walks in. That's very commonplace in Miami. So then everybody wants a cigar, you know, not necessarily just in a wedding or something like that. So then we already had our blends and we said, we're going to smoke to the people uh, that smoke. Right. We're going to sell to the people that smoke. And then, of course, we started getting feedback from cigar shops. Uh, and that's another thing that we went the other way around. Well, I mean, is that the question was why? Well, the, the question was why because uh, when I speak of when I speak of that, there was a lot of interest. I met. We were at barbecues where the majority of the people were black, and and it was interest because it's like they they're black smokers and they're rooting for us, really rooting for us, like referring us. Oh, we're gonna have a golf tournament. Oh, we're gonna. My brother's having a barbecue over here, or like that. So then yeah, there was, wasn't there weren't any black owned cigar brands in Miami. Right, in Miami, and the only other one that I knew about was Sean Williams, and I'm completely in love with him also that he's with Cohiba now, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 another man, but these are all people outside of here, you know. So right. then there was none of us as far as people of color, black people, that um they, that we all smoked, but there wasn't a black brand locally that they could connect with you know so then that was really i never th- i never uh of course like we said when we started the business that this is a business but we are going to come as organic as we can there's not going to be another model there's not going to be a photo shoot in a mansion we're not we're going to give you what it is you know um for the smoker that smokes not a guy that smokes or a woman that smokes on their birthday or you know a good consistent smoke that they will enjoy that when they smoke it in the morning or in the afternoon or at night a smoker that smokes you know at a good price point and then <laughs> the why the why so there was like let's let's uh, take it to the next level let's make boxes because they were asking for boxes they were asking for 20 you know they were asking for boxes or like you know bundles or whatever and it was my sister doing research, and it's just like again, it's like, damn, wouldn't it be cool if we're in a cigar sh- in cigar shops in Miami, the ones that we hang out at? Wouldn't it be like cool again? Back to the cool, <laughs> back to the cool. Come on, it's cool. It's not, it's not to look down. Having fun should not be looked down at. It's still professional. You're right. You're right it's still very right. professional. So then we were. It was a very young cigar uh, retailer. And they started carrying our brand. And we started killing it. We started killing it in there. (laughs) We opened up the doors for us. We held events there. Um, We had our first media interview there. We mentioned him. Like, it was, was, you know, all that. Yeah. We brought Glenn. Glenn from the... Yeah. uh, Yeah. Cigar Rights of America. Yeah. We would meet there. You know, we brought... Not necessarily we brought him business, but we took them to where, where we were at. You know? So we weren't meeting them in... Cigar shops that didn't carry our brand also. We went to who carried us, you know, and they reflected us also. And again, I mean, I know that we're on the wire, but I, I know, listen, I have to talk. Let me talk. But we wanted to sell, I mean, still to this day that I say no a lot to cigar shops, you know, because I, I need to know that the people that smoke our brand feel comfortable smoking it there, you know, that again, that we're black. That that is a big deal in the cigar industry. You know it. You know it. You know that is a very big deal. We bring a lot of money to the industry. We smoke a lot. You know we are. You know it's a lot of money. So then we deserve. We demand respect. 
we're bringing a lot of business. I, when I go to a cigar shop, I buy cigars. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't bring my own. I always buy from wherever I'm at, you know? Um, and um, no, it, as far as our representation, it was very, and it continues to be very important to us. We, we knew that they were on, I mean, obviously Cigar Aficionado and all them, uh, they had Michael Jordan or whatever it is, you know, they had black people on the covers or whatever it is. But besides that, you didn't see much representation or much acknowledgement of the black smoker. So it was like, okay, no, yeah, we'll be that, we'll be that, we'll be that, that brand, we'll be a black brand, we'll be, you know, we're women. And then we just used those, our strengths, our natural things as our strengths. So then, um, I don't know if we had any obstacles as far as because we're black and because we're women. I don't know about that. I don't look at that. I don't look no, at that. I don't I'm look sure that. that we have, of course, and we continue to. But I don't know that. I can't concentrate on that. Yeah. Because again, I mean, we're, we are a black brand. We are a black owned brand, but everybody smokes it. You know, it's not like this, not just for black people. It's not a, <laughs> you know, only black people can smoke this. You know, it's not like we have different taste buds, you know. But um, we are going to mention it. We are going to yeah. mention it. Well, they yeah. mentioned that to, they we mentioned it. Dude, they, she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. <laughs> they mentioned it to us, actually, because we didn't know that we were the first black, like, woman-owned brand, you know? So I forgot who it was, like, NBC or something. They're like, oh, we didn't know that we were, like, the first. All right. Yeah. Now there's a lot. I love it, you know? We were lonely for a lot of years. We were lonely. We went to, can I, can I, like, oh, no, go down, go on to the next one. If we have time, we'll go back to it. About PCPR who are in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a trip. <laughs> my other question to you all were um somebody comes to you all and they say yvonne and yvette i want to start my own business but i don't know how to get started what one piece of advice do, you, do each of you give that person about getting started with their own business and creating multiple streams of income like you all have my friend i am i mean i've given so much free advice <laughs> I'm tapped out of free advice. I'm tapped out of free <laughs> advice because, because I want everybody to win. I really do. You know, I don't think that it's, I don't think the market is oversaturated. I think that when we started, people were saying the market was oversaturated. Right. That was, you know, a couple of years ago. Now people are saying the market is oversaturated and that there's too many brands and there's too many black brands and, and people are still smoking. You know, and they're going to shut it down. Yeah, they're going to shut it down. That has always been looping over our heads from day one. And to me, grandfather, you know, we've dealt with, and we continue to deal with everything, you know, and, then we're, and we're very, as far as politically active, you know, and lobbying for cigar rights, you know, but um, I do believe that if it's to start a brand, one, I mean, it, it's hard like any other business, you know. Trendlinacumanacigars.com <laughs> But listen up, but uh, it is... Um, it has to be something within you also. It's a business, you know, that nothing is easy, you know, and owning a business is not easy. And it's not, it's not glamour at all. It's fun because we're not doing taxes, you know, it's not like we're out uh, uh, putting uh, tickets on people's cars, you know, the people that approach us. It's, it's a festive and a positive uh, environment, but a business is a business. You have to have not even necessarily thick skin, but endurance in yourself. You know, you have to mentally prepare yourself, uh, it's more than, uh, you know, this has been a, a tremendous uh, 
psychological evaluation of my of myself every day you know we've been doing that for like nine years every day it's like, it doesn't get easier so then a lot of people don't notice that either you know so then they think oh i'm gonna start my own cigar line or whatever it is it can start from one minute to the next like it's, it's, you're not moving from one minute, or maybe, you may be yeah you may be it happened for us i'm not saying that it took a long time but as far as like the recognition and stuff, we were selling. We were selling yeah. from get day from one. Get it was we. It was it was we weren't expecting that. So that even that you have to, you can't sit on that, you know, because a lot of people will sell. I mean, again, I, these are just stories that I hear. You have to give it to them. You know what I mean? Like you can't sit on. Oh, you know, you have to work when everybody else is partying. You know, I'm not out a lot at, at cigar events in general, but I've noticed like later on in life, again, that we're friends a lot with cigar brand owners, you know, in Miami, you know, we got the Cuba, all the Cubans have a app. <laughs> 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 and we connect to each other. <laughs> we have our 800 number, <laughs> but no, it's joking. But um, uh, you don't see a lot of us out at events, you know? So you don't see, I mean, I'm not gonna name drop, but you know, you know, at, at events is a lot more reps and stuff like that, and the brand owner maybe shows up for a specific thing because it is a concept. We are working a lot. We are working a lot, you know. So then I think that mental health and knowing that it is a lot more than what you see, you know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot more to break down from that. But I really do think mental health is very important when it comes to and, and state of mind when it comes to that. For me, that's the best advice that I could give right now, as far as starting a brand. And just start it, just start yeah, it. Yeah. Nothing yeah. has to be perfect. We've gone through very many different stages. Yeah. Very many different stages. Like the website is nowhere how it used to be and it's nowhere where it's gonna be in the future. The, you know, we, we all we knew was our look and what we wanted and the branding has also developed, you know. These are new, new uh, bands for us after eight years or something like that so then and in the beginning it was a lot of different stages in the youtube again it, it shows the different bands that we you know it's it, that's what it is it doesn't have to be like like perfect right on launch you're going to be critiqued that's this is part of it this is part of it but don't but you you might as well come hard because they'll crucify you they'll, they'll bury you if you come up with something and it's falling apart they will bury it's hard to get out of that so yeah, I understand that. Just do it, but just doing no, it takes. I mean, uh, but I mean, like, I, I, just do it after you, you have the blend that you like and the, the foundation. Yeah, the foundation, the construction of the you know, each. After that, then you have fun with it. Yeah, but if, yes, you gotta be good. If not, I'm gonna buy the smoke it again. Well, as we come to the close of our hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking for an hour and 11 minutes and three three seconds. So as we come to the close of our time together, could you tell, for those people who are not watching and who may be just listening to this, can you tell people all the different websites and social media that they need to follow in order to keep up with you all and what you all do? Yes, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, well, the website Tres Lindas Cubanas Cigars.com. Say it in English. Tres Lindas Cubanas Cigars.com. <laughs> we have our Caribbean Queens uh, coffee. Caribbean Queens Coffee.com. 
Um, you can reach us at info at translinascubanosigars.com. Everything is compliments each other. Everything compliments each other. Afro Latino Professionals, we're on um, Instagram and on Facebook. Afro A F R O Latino Professionals with an S at the end. Um, but yeah, if you go to if you go to translinascubanosigars.com, it'll refer to everything. Yeah. Really, you know. Or call me. Call me. Call. Call. Seven, call me. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even seven eight six eight seven seven five two seven nine. We will talk. I I welcome it. I love it. This is you know a beautiful story that we are you know and beautiful moments that we're living in that I love to hear everybody. And I'm very curious on everybody's cigar lifestyle. And with the smoking, with the drinking, what's going on? What's the what the, the next? Uh, uh, what is it? The cigar festival? Is it the cigar festival every other week? We like to see it online. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> well, thank you both for coming on. And you'll have to come back and we'll have to talk for another hour at some point sure. because it was definitely fun. And I know we didn't get to talk about everything, but I wanted to introduce people to you all because, like I said, I followed you all for a while on social media and I knew that you all are doing great things. And I want other people to kind of uh, get on a bandwagon and start following you all and start looking out for your brands and stores. So um, hopefully people who listen to this and watch this uh, learned a lot about you all and are inspired to, like I said, follow up and uh, try your cigars and try your coffee and get involved with your uh, organization or uh, professionals as well. Thank, Thank you. you. No, you've been a sweetheart. You, you know, you, Post a hell of an interview. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations to you. to you. Yeah. We're honored to be along, you know, the roster of your interviewees. No, you have beautiful interviews. No, I'm super happy to be a part of it. I hope that we did well by you. <laughs> oh, you did. Don't worry. You did. So like I said, you'll you'll see bits, bits and pieces of this interview trickle out on social media as well. So uh, like I said, thank you both for coming on today. Uh, thank you. Everyone who watched, if you watched on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter, make sure you hit that like or subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on whatever podcasting platform that you're listening to this on, make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. Um, we try to do a show a week. Lately, we've been doing two. Um, we have another show coming up on Thursday. So you'll want to tune in for that. Uh, or you can just, like I said, go to deepcutslive.com and you'll see all the past interviews that we've that i've done i think it's this is 84 i think so there's like 83 other uh interviews for you to watch if you've just started now or if you miss any interviews and like i said uh we'll be back with even more content in the in the near future so thank you for watching and until next time uh goodbye everybody and have a great day and night and whenever you're watching this thank you love you love you thank you so much Thank Don't you. change. Keep doing you. Don't change. <laughs> Don't won't. let the industry change. <laughs> <laughs>